There it is again. I was actually spared. My headphones weren't on for the beginning. You didn't hear the Bach fugue beginning no. of the show? Okay. I know. You know, this music, we play it just to annoy Ashley. Yeah, to put her in the right mood <laughs> for our pet peeves of the week. I know. We should start out with that. But Eat, talk, repeat. Yeah, yeah, you're hearing the music. You're hearing me grumble. You're here. It's yeah. eat, talk, repeat with Sam Rajofsky, Ashley Watkins, and the legendary Grinchy Gourmand. <laughs> the Grinchy. You, I, you like it? Yeah. Okay. Here, ready to... John uh, Curtis spit venom and on a very special Christmas John, special show. You have a new. Um, you you called yourself a solo poofter. A solo poofter, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what that was, comes from spending a, a week in London. <laughs> yeah, did, did you pick up any good words? Any, any wanker. <laughs> I thought you were uh, using that one before you twat. got to London. Yeah, twat. I mean, I, basically, I'm 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 having dinner with a with a London restaurant critic for the London Times, and she starts calling people twats, poofters, uh, 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 wankers, and uh, and the, they use the c word over there, as in <gasps> see you next uh, Thursday, Tuesday, Tuesday, see you next Tuesday. Uh, women use it quite freely to describe. Both men and women is people they don't like, you know. Where are you on that word? I'm like, bring it back. I think we, it's one of those words that, that, that should be used and it should be, we should divorce it from any power and use it just as a random insult. Okay. Like douchebag. Okay. It should be, I don't they use it, it like douchebag over there. Oh, I like having it on this level so that when you call someone that they know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, it it's, it's sharper than asshole. Okay. Yeah. It, 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 it carries more weight than you're an asshole. You're a, a, there's jerk, there's asshole. And then there's see you next Tuesday. There you go. Yeah, right there. The hierarchy. Uh, how are how, how you doing? How's our resident wanker doing over there? <laughs> poofter. <laughs> it's a poofter to you, sir. Uh, welcome back, John. We we missed you. Vegas was not the same with you I know. Not, not present. Yeah. Um, we uh, think uh, we want to hear all about London. Well, uh, in England. You, you were outside the city, too? Yeah, we went to Canterbury one day. It was great. And we ended up in Ramsgate which is right on the English coast. If you saw the movie Dunkirk, mm-hmm. uh, you old WW2 aficionados uh, like I am, uh, you know that was uh, Ramsgate was the port from which all the little personal boats went over to Dunkirk to evacuate the British soldiers at the start of World War II. And it just so happened that my wife, the Fugal, has a good friend who lives in Canterbury, and he took us on a tour of Canterbury down to Ramsgate for dinner. We got to see the harbor, which is gorgeous. We were freezing our asses off everywhere we went. But gosh, uh, England at Christmas time is magical. And if you have a chance, folks, and they put up their Christmas lights, we asked. They don't really do Thanksgiving like we do here. They kind of some people recognize it over there, but they 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 don't feel thankful for divorcing themselves from England like 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 the Puritans did. But they put up their Christmas lights fairly early in November, so it's a two month celebration there. And London at night, Ramsgate at night, Canterbury was just gorgeous on a level of Christmas spirit. Uh, magnificence that America just doesn't celebrate. It was something to see. Uh, so if you get a chance to get over there, folks, but wear your thermals. <laughs> I think I had every piece of clothing I had on uh, for the entire time. It was very cold. In Vegas, we say it's a dry heat, yeah. and there we call it a damp cold. A damp cold. So 30 degrees there feels <laughs> a lot colder. And uh, 
But the people are great. I mean, like, I mean, Cheerio and Cheers. I never, you know, we use Cheers as a as a toast. You know, like with beer or wine or whatever, or coffee. Cheers. They say it as goodbye. As a goodbye. Yeah, cheers, cheers. You know, the, the the maid said cheers to me as she was leaving my uh, our hotel room. It was it was great, and service was great. People were wonderful. I mean, England swings like the pendulum do. Bobby's on bicycles two by two. Who sang that song, guys? Wow, I don't know. A couple of poofters we got here. That was I'm Ro- a wanker on that one. I don't know. <laughs> Roger Miller in like 1966, I think. So a famous English song. Okay, well, well you're, you chronicled your travels very well on Twitter. I was following along. I had to get off the, the London train when you started talking about what, liver. Was it veal liver no. Or kidney, lamb kidneys. That. Yes, yeah. lamb kidneys are your yeah. your caption Yum. said it's only good if you can taste urine or the something. The faintest tang of urine comes oh. through gaminess in urine. Lamb's kidneys are not for the squeamish folks. Yeah, if you go to my Instagram feed or uh, my Twitter feed, you'll see pictures of them of a few of uh, a week ago. <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, yeah, they're. And they're 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 big suckers, okay? These aren't I, I and the French the French usually chop them up and serve them in a mustard sauce. Uh-huh. So you're eating like kind of tiny chunks of like like a stew meat almost. The 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 English just sh- shave them in half and put this thing about the size it's a kind of about the size of a small fist in front of you and they you definitely know you're eating the innards of an animal and it tastes like it too. Yeah. Okay, eating at eating L V is that at, Twitter? At, well, uh, I always at, forget. At eating, so many. Twitter at, at eating Las Vegas, at John Curtis on Instagram, so you can catch my stuff there. So, uh, yeah, the, the lamb kidneys were a highlight or a low light, depending on how you like your awful. Uh, but it was wonderful. We also went to Wilton's, which is the big fancy seafood restaurant in downtown London. It had some of the greatest oysters and Dover sole I've ever had. So it was uh, quite a trip, and, and I, I can't wait to go back. Maybe when it's about 10 degrees warmer next okay. time. Okay, highs and lows. What what was your top meal or food item that you had? <coughs> Excuse me. That's the lamb kidney still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that faint tang of urine, urine in the back yes. of my throat. Can't get it out. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, the best, the most fun we have was at Rules Restaurant, which is the oldest restaurant in London from 1798. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, we're all. <clears throat> no, we're not all. I'm not coughing. Well, you guys I, figure it out. I know. I'm okay. I, I, we feel <laughs> fine. It's just suddenly I get it. So, so I start talking, I get scratching my throat. Okay, so rules. Uh, rules. Uh, the oldest restaurant in London, uh, it was decked out in Christmas finery and known for its game. So I ate something there called uh, steak and kidney pudding. Thanks for the water, Sam. And uh, they call all kinds of things puddings there that we don't call puddings. And this is like, a, it looks like a softball. It's about the size of a softball draped in a pastry. And you cut into it. And inside is basically the richest beef stew with little bits of beef kidney also in there. And it's just a wonderful dish. That was one of the highlights. That and the Dover. So- <coughs> oh, my goodness. Sorry, folks. It's okay. I, I should have. <coughs> so Rules Restaurant, the pudding. That was that sounds actually really delicious. Yeah. I would have enjoyed that. You would have liked that stuff, especially <clears throat> when it's cold, because that feels like it warms your soul. And the Dover sole was great too. So you two talk for a minute while I try to. You know. Well, I, Sam, did you have anything good? Did, <clears throat> what did you see on John's travels? Anything that caught your eye besides the champagne bucket? Well, the. <laughs> This, yeah, <laughs> the the oversized uh, Hadrian uh, champagne bucket. Um, I saw you went to some cheese shops. 
Oh, cheese shops are everywhere there. Everywhere. And they looked incredible. I mean, the, the Stilton cheeses are like the size of your head. And people buy them in these five, six, seven pound wedges. You just wheel them out. Oh, know, my just... God. Well, we went to the Borough Market, which was a highlight. So Wilton's was the famous seafood place. Dover sold like you cannot get in the United States. And then, of course, then of course, the Rules was the oldest one. Then Borough Market had all the cheese shops. And, uh, and then we uh, also ended up in a couple of neighborhood restaurants. I want to give a shout-out to my uh, friend Marina O'Laughlin. Look her up on Instagram, Marina O'Laughlin. She, for the last five years, has been the restaurant critic of the, the Sunday Times of London, which is an offshoot of the London Times, like the oldest newspaper in London. And she's been their restaurant critic, and she took us to Rules. And she's fabulous com- company. Um, just a really smart, incisive gal with a brilliant writing style. If you want to see how to write restaurant reviews, you should go to, to some of Marina O'Laughlin's reviews. And they just write uh, prose and critique criticisms on a different level than Americans. We are so, we're like a bunch of Luddite, you know, uh, you know, heavy, ponderous twats compared to the musical way that London restaurant critics write. So check her out. Um, she's she, After five years, she retired because there, you know, once you've been in a cycle that uh, anonymously, and she's one of the few that still writes anonymously, after five years, you get burnt out. So she did it for five. Now she's looking for other options. But check out how she writes. There's other great restaurant critics in English that um, really make me feel inferior <laughs> when I read how well they can manipulate the English language that uh, we just can't do. Okay, London's known historically, though, for boring, bland food. No, it's not. Yes, it no, yes. no, that's, that's, that's wrong. You just have to know where to look. First of all, there's Indian restaurants everywhere, some of the greatest Indian restaurants. We ate at a place called Bibi, which is modern Indian food. But there are tandoori shops and, and uh, so you uh, didn't kebab, have... doner kebab booths all over London that are great. You didn't have one meh meal? Uh, yeah, we did. Okay. At a place called St. Actually, the where I had the lamb kidneys was the meh meal. Really? Because it was very, very straightforward. Just like I ordered uh, uh, a dessert and it literally it was just a, a piece of, 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 uh, of, of some kind of uh, molasses sticky toffee pudding on, on a plain plate. You ordered a vegetable, it was just a vegetable on a plate. You ordered, Alexandra had, I think, a piece of pheasant. It was just... Piece of pheasant. It was like unadorned, no sauces. It's the reason the French are so contemptuous of the British because, because there you go. That because, sounds like what yeah, I'm yeah, used to. Yeah, and, and <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. And the food was was excellent, but it was simple and unadorned. It's all about the raw ingredient. They don't really dress it up much. And this, but to be fair, St. John Restaurant. That's its oeuvre. That's what it 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 was the I call it the holy grail of nose to tail cooking. It started in the early '90s with a, a chef uh, owner. Fergus Henderson, who really began the late 90s and early 21st century uh, passion for eating things like innards, like kidneys, like sweetbreads, organ meats. And it began at, at uh, St. John in uh, this uh, borough of London. And so that, that's, what, that's what they do. Now, you don't go there expecting a lot of fancy food. But at the end of the meal, I told Marina, eh, you know, it was good. I'm glad I tried it, but uh, I like my food a little more dressed up. You know, a little more Frenchified than just raw ingredients on a plate, and that's what it was. Kind of reminded me of what I had at Chez Panisse, kind of the American version of that in California. Excuse which Excuse me? Yeah, Chez Panisse is boring food. It's a kid's show. Yeah, no, no, we don't need to hear about any penises here. Chez Panisse, Panisse. <laughs> 
Honeys, okay. Wasn't there Father a Chez Panisse them. in Southern California? There was. No, there may have been, but this, the, the, the original. Yeah. You so, were a frequenter of this. No, 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 no. It was <laughs> a West Hollywood place, I think. We're derailing you, John. I know. I mean, you know, folks. But okay, the moral folks, of the story is. you see what I have to put I up know, with around here? The moral of the story is, I always thought London was it's known not, for terrible food. You have just taken a 10-day trip yeah. to, uh, to prove me wrong. I respect that venture and that cause. And so if anyone is listening and wants to go to London, yeah. you gotta you got to find the foodie places that John went to. And, and you need to follow the restaurant critics there, like Marina. Okay, because okay. they will direct you in the right place. Because there's beautiful restaurants there, and Alexander said the vegetables and the seafood is on a different level. I mean, people forget, you know, the great Great Britain is a big island surrounded by water. So the oysters and the sole and the halibut and everything we had that was uh, seafood and and the Scottish salmon and the langoustines. I mean, I know you get them here. We have good. We bring in imported langoustines. You can get them at Milos. You can got a good restaurants. Bring in this stuff. But to taste it there, you're tasting it like like one day out of the water instead of one week out of the water. It's a big difference. And so it's Marina O'Laughlin. O'Laughlin. Marina O'Laughlin. I see she's on Instagram. She's big on Instagram, yeah. And a lot of photos here of great food, it looks like. Marina O'Laughlin. So it's Marina G.P. O'Laughlin is her Instagram handle. (laughs) That's it. It's a little awkward there, but... uh, She's Scottish, and she speaks with a brogue. Her husband is English, and so he has to translate for us sometimes at dinner because she'll be speaking yeah. English, but I'll look at her and go, Marina, what, what did you just say? You say? Yeah, there was a whole two sentences there, and her husband's a, a good egg, and he, was, he helped out. And We had a, just a wonderful time at Rules. Rules, And again, look at her Instagram feed and mine. You want to see the, how decked out Rules Restaurant is at Christmas time. It, it, was, just, it was just ethereally magical for a, a like they the British practically invented Christmas and the and they they do it upright all across the ta- all across London. It was great. Wow. So let's get back to Las Vegas. Well, let's take so, a break. I mean, yeah. I feel like it's a natural time to take a break. Uh, it's eat, talk, repeat here. And if you're listening, please go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, follow, subscribe, and leave us a review. And yeah, and we'll be right back. Hi, it's Ash from Sam and Ash Injury Law. You need a lawyer you can trust. So give us a call at 702-820-1234 or go to SamAndAshLaw.com. No pressure, just answers, because you deserve what's right. All right, Ash's favorite music. I might make this my ringtone for when Sam calls me. I think you should get Christmas Carol. Just she will me. never pick up her phone when <laughs> I, I call again. Decline. <laughs> Decline. Welcome back. You're listening to Eat Talk Repeat with the venerable Poofter. Poofter. Uh, <laughs> the curmudgeon at law, our uh, resident food critic, what John What did you call Cortez. me earlier? The something? Grinchy Gourmand. The Grinchy Gourmand. Yes, I'm the Grinchy Gourmand. But London put me in a good mood. Okay, a week Oof. there, man, that was great. Froze my ass off, but loved every minute of it. So. Also with us, Ash Watkins, lawyer and foodie extraordinaire. <laughs> Sam Rajovsky, that's me. I don't know why I'm here. I'm here to push the buttons and... Well, I wanted, since, since you're decked out in your Christmas finery today, do you, do you like this? Yeah, the green, green red, gingham. And the, look, look at the, he's got, he looks like a British schoolboy with that little blue and Well, that's what I was looking jacket. for. I thought, yeah. uh, thought to welcome you home back from your travels, <laughs> okay. I would, I would dress the part. Well, let me, let me say one more thing about London, not about food. It's, it's the only place I've ever been in the world, and I've traveled a fair bit, where the men 
they have as, the men dress up more than the women do. I mean, we were we were in the St. James and Kensington and uh, Covent Garden all around. You know the uh, Piccadilly Circus. That's where we were staying. The men's stores are everywhere, and it seems to me that they pay as much attention or more to men's fashion in England than they do uh, women's. And between that and the way that uh, the entire uh, city is decked out, they literally deck the Hall of London with, with Christmas finery, you kind of feel like you're in this kind of throwback of like 50 years ago because the men are all walking around in suits and the women are dressed up and the department stores have windows and people have shopping bags on on big main avenues and little side streets where there's lots of little shops for, you know, dresses and purses and cheese and everything. It's it's like a throwback, but you know, that that's the way they live. I mean, there it's it's not it's not a Disney recreation. That's just London in the 21st century, which is very much what you see in Christmas movies of 50 years ago. It's yeah. Cool. I I miss the the times of people dressing up. Yeah, yeah. And going shopping. Whenever I watch old Christmas movies, it's like, I wish I had that experience. Yeah, the father's like in a, in a business. We saw, I mean, there's people there in, 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 in ski parks and everything, too. But I was amazed at just how formal uh, it was, how many clothing stores there were. And, of course, the Scottish cashmere, which I dropped a couple of car payments on sweaters <laughs> for my wife. Okay. okay. I mean, good God. But she wanted these sweaters. So, But the cashmere and the scarves, these heroic scarves yep. they all wear. I mean, it's just a lot of fun. Okay. If you ever get a chance, folks, go to England at Christmas time. Um, we just used to dress up more. Yeah, across the board. Airports. Look at look at the old oh, movies. Uh, old old movies, TV shows. People flying to Hawaii. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even just to Hawaii, people were wearing jackets. Like yeah. guys were wearing suits. Yeah. My mother Crazy. would the first time she flew to Europe in the '60s, she had gloves, a girdle, and and uh, stockings on, and and uh, like a formal dress. And my dad was in a business suit mm-hmm. for the whole like nine hour flight over to Europe. I mean, it's. Uh, yeah. Now, now everybody's everybody's in their pajamas. Okay, <laughs> it's, 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 it's the only way that I, even me. Okay, and I tend to dress up a lot. So, okay, let's get now. Let's since we're talking about Vegas food, enough travel log. We should move on to the Christmas season and what's going on here in okay. Las Vegas. I know nothing. What? I know. I got nothing. You got nothing. Well, I, I've been to a few places, but they're not necessarily Christmassy. Yeah, okay, tell me where you've been this week. Have you heard of 138-degree chop house in Henderson? I've not only heard about it, I was going to make a point of recommending it as a, a new spot for a Christmas-slash-New Year's meal if, if you were looking for an interesting place to go. But I have not been. Ashley Watkins has your capsule review. I go. know, very good. They're trying to do aged meats, so they'll get do an aged steak menu of five or six steaks, and you walk in and you see all those meats aging. It's really interesting what they're trying to do. They also don't have aged steaks, so I think the next time I go, we're going to do a face-off between an aged steak and a non-aged steak to see which I like better. Um, they're, Where is it in Henderson? Oh, man, Horizon Ridge. Oh, it's way up on horizon. Yeah. Okay, I, I've been there, and I thought actually that the um, I, I thought it was innovative, but I thought that the aged steak that they had was awful. I mean, it was so a lot of people don't yeah. like aged yeah. steaks. Yeah. Gets, so it, it can be gamey. It was 
It was like, yeah, it was like eating a, I don't know what a corpse tastes like, but it felt like I was, felt very fleshy. <laughs> Did it have the faintest tang of urine? Uh, yes, <laughs> indeed. Uh, I, don't, almost, I don't know what almost. you said to your waiter, Sam. But yeah. Well, I, I mean, but, a, okay. I went with my friend a... Ed, so enough said. I, you know. Oh, that Ed? No, no different Ed. No. <laughs> Yeah, H beef can have a certain uh, game. It's muster. like a funk. It's a, a funk. That's the point. Yes, but, but it, it's not. Doesn't taste that much different than. Okay, I don't know what. Okay, yours tastes but like. I had some duck confit wontons with good. like some berry reduction. So very good. Yeah. Some short rib tacos with like a fried uh, flour tortilla, so it gives it like a yeah. flauta effect. Yeah. We did the wedge salad, which was really really good. A quality wedge. And the, oh, the burger, the yeah, one thirty eight burger. You 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 fit a burger into an aged steak and short. No, I didn't short. do the aged steak. Oh, so yeah, I'm yeah, going yeah. back okay. to oh, do for the, the steak for face, the face off. But yeah, so really interesting. I like what they're trying. I think the chef had a restaurant in that spot and it didn't survive COVID, right. so he's reinventing. Um, and I think it's a place to give it a shot. Also, they have a fire pit inside. I, yeah. I just am. Well, I looked it up online. My my wife looked it up, and and the the New Year's Eve menu is very ambitious, uh, interesting. I I question not not the skill of the chef or the location. I, I I question whether the food of that caliber might be too hip for the room. You know. What so I, mean? I went on a. I don't think it'll matter. I went on a Wednesday or Thursday. No, it was a Wednesday yeah. evening, yeah. and it was pretty full. Really? Okay, good, 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 good. Because I looked at the New Year's Eve menu, I went, well, this is like strip quality, strip qual- inventiveness, yes. kind of Brian Howard, Sparrow and Wolf-like mm-hmm. in the way, the you know, lots of ingredients, but put together in very interesting ways. I went, and fucking Henderson? <laughs> hey, I mean, he might be educating them. Yeah, yeah, he could he could be finding an audience out there because yeah. boy, they need it. All right, so uh, oh, oh, good guy. You know, oh. I, I've been bagging was on this, Henderson. Was for, this this place used to be like a teppanyaki house? Because it felt like there's that island in the middle of the room. Ooh, I think it used to be some kind. Well, I think of, it was his spot. I don't know what he did before, but. There was um, some st- some story with it, but I it, I thought uh, it was overall a- Ash's brand. I think it was overall was was innovative. It was good. Just the, the aged meat is not. And for most everybody. importantly, yeah, we were not charged corkage. Ah, yes. Uh, and I don't think there was any strings pulled. I think they just recognized that. Look, they they have a wine list. It's just not great. So yeah. if you bring one, they're just trying to get business. Yeah. I think I think it's a smart move. I mean, Echo and Rigsman, That's been their business model since the beginning. I've n- I've never been keen on the food there, but. They have, since day one, they have advertised themselves as a steakhouse where you can buy wine from us or you can bring your own, and, and the people love that shit, okay? And, uh, and it's, a, it's a smart business move to get people in the door and maybe, you know, grow your own wine list along with it. But, uh, yeah, it, it's good. Uh, I, I'm, I'm curious what else you had there, Sam. It Was it just the aged beef you didn't like or was uh was there other positives I or think, negatives yeah i think i went at least six months ago i don't exactly remember oh, you went when it first opened it yeah. was it was pretty new and I, we had a friend take us there and he he found it and i was uh i i thought it was good i i remember the all the other dishes that we ordered were excellent it was just i was a little i found the yeah. They had like a 60-day, I think that's what I had, a 60-day aged New York strip. Well, that's a baby. I've, I've had aged beef that's 11, 12, 13 months old, which is 
almost like a like dense ham. It's it. Yeah, I had one at Carnivino with fourteen month old steak. It was their all time oldest steak ever, and the thing started out like let's say like a two inch thick steak, and it was about as thick as a thick piece of bacon by the time I ate it. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> you maybe were at his old spot. I think this place just opened in October. Could it have? No, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah, isn't yeah. that old. It's yeah, not yeah. six months old. Yeah, I, I agree with Ash. I think this place is is pretty, pretty, pretty new. Okay, not 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 June, July, May, two thousand two new. Yeah, okay? yeah. So we're gonna ha- we're fact checking you right now, but you could have it could have been October. There goes it, October just, does feel like an eternity ago. Yeah. So maybe it was it, but I, I just looked. I had a I had a verify it, and I looked online, and I absolutely was in this in this restaurant. This oh, is yeah, the one because you didn't right. acknowledge the fire pit in there. So yeah, you were there. I was. I I this is it. And um, were you sober? Um, I mean, I have to ask. Yeah. No, I was uh, when I walked in. <laughs> okay. At least. Part of the time. Okay, yes. good, good. Well, good. I want to go when you go, John, because yeah, I think that Alexander would Alexander really wants to try it. Okay, and and I'm let's shout out to Henderson for getting new and interesting. 2022 oh. has been the resurgence of Henderson's culinary uh, world. Oh. And, and and shout out to them and, and all the chefs and the kitchen people that are making the place uh, I think more Sam's, interesting. I think Sam's going to interject. Although, let me interject. I finally went to Rosa Ristorante, and I was disappointed. What were you disappointed by? The food. Okay. Well, well. Okay. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, I. I. It was. I didn't think it was particularly interesting. I thought it was extremely basic. That's what it's, Italian, it, 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 Italian, Italian, American, American food. Italian. Yeah, that's yeah, what he's. Sure. That's, what, but that's that's what he's shooting for. I, you know, it, it it's not Vetri. <laughs> okay, we need to go to Vetri, by the way. Uh, we do. Yeah, yeah, Vetri. You need to go to Vetri too, but you need to go with me, okay? All right. It, it's Vetri is Rosa is de- like next level in more ways than one. Okay, it's yeah. it's way up there in the palms. Yeah. But yes, Rosa's Vetri. hitting the New Jersey Italian. Yeah, I, I think it's trying to be a simple thing. He, he, okay. Tell me more about what you didn't like. You, you just thought it was just too basic. I mean, I, I thought the pizzas were. I thought you would love the pizza there. It's I didn't of, get the pizza. <sighs> Again, do you not listen to? He, nobody listens to me. What? Why am I even on this show? Throwing down his headphones <laughs> and storming out. Yes, <laughs> you've got the oracle sitting in front of you here. Okay, the pizza. I thought you would love it. It's again. It's not. It's not Cipriani pizza. It's not Settebello pizza. But it's good, basic American pizza uh, made with good dough and good ingredients. And and uh, anyway. Okay, so Rosa, he didn't care for. I know, but all I have to say is if I'm in Henderson, for whatever reason, I'm going out of my way to go to 138 Chop House. All right, okay. well, And I hope they keep it up. I hope they continue to get better, and I will report back when I go again. And hopefully it's with you and Mr. Hollywood and Food Gal and whoever else joins us. And. uh, After the holidays. But, but folks, check it out. If you're looking for a place to go out to eat fancy in Henderson, uh, it might still have some seats available. So, yeah. uh, they, and Rosa too. So, they're, Rosa's a pretty big restaurant, and they, um, uh, I don't know how big this 138 is, but uh, they're advertising now. So, if you're in that part of town, it might be a great place to celebrate. So, that's where I was. That's my holiday contribution. Okay. That's your holiday. And that's it. Sam, that's it? have okay. you been anywhere? Oh, he's been, yeah. he's been back and forth to Southern California yeah, 20 I've, times. Um, 
Yeah, I, I actually went. That, well, we'll get into pet peeves. I, I'm leaving my my restaurant observations for my pet peeves. One other place that I went to, and I don't know how I've overlooked it, is Haleo in the Cosmo. Oh my God, great. it somehow doesn't ever come up in conversation of places to go. It doesn't really get as much advertising on the strip marquees, but it's a phenomenal restaurant. And it, it's one of those places that what's the old cliche? It's so crowded, no one goes Ghost, there anymore. Yeah. I mean, and and it's it's a big restaurant, so you can get seats there. It's a big, but it's been around so long, and it's so popular, people just forget about how good yes. it is. And it is consistently just an excellent, excellent Spanish restaurant. Yeah, it's Jose Andres, yeah. uh, Haleo, J-A-L-E-O, yeah. and it's tapas style. So it reminded me a little bit of some of the things that you find over at EDO and Anima because they do the bikini sandwiches, the croquetas, things like that. Jamon, Iberico, Serrano, Manchego, everywhere. And also it reminds me of a restaurant in Orange County that I love. So if you're traveling to Orange County for the holidays, check out Vaca, V-A-C-A, for their tapas. It's in really a phenomenal Spanish-style restaurant that also does uh, aged steaks phenomenally and a lot of great share plates let's don't forget the paella pit at haleo which is like world famous and probably the best paella you can get uh outside of spain certainly in america and it cost over a million dollars to build this giant wood-fired pit with with special and it's all wood burning uh giant paella Mm -hmm. pans and they do rabbit they do valenciana they do a seafood paella Mm -hmm. they do a vegetarian paella and it is something to see and to taste. I mean, uh, again, I, I I wish it was easier to getting in and out of the Cosmo because, but 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 Haleo is a wonderful restaurant and a great holiday restaurant because again, these Spanish restaurants seem to have like Anima Baido. Yeah, they seem to just have something for everybody. If you yes. want to go big or small, cheap or or or, or expensive, you can hand tailor an, yep. a, a a menu. Uh, a meal you know, to fit your budget or whatever, your hunger level. So Yeah, that's a great point because I wasn't particularly hungry, and so it was easy to go in, grab a few things, wine, et cetera. So there, that's my on-strip contribution. All right, well, my contribution is uh, is to plug my website, eatinglv.com, uh, <laughs> today. Uh, and that is because I, I posted my major awards, 2022, every every year at the end of the year. Uh, I I do a post and which I try to go through, and boy does it take some time. You know the last twelve months of eating, and look at my pictures and my notes and try to put together uh, my my most memorable meals, uh, the things I loved, I didn't love, and, and do a long long post about it. I also recognize in, in this uh, article uh, uh, the Desert Companion Awards, of course, of of a few weeks ago because you know they're the, they're the legitimate serious restaurant awards in Las Vegas, but then I, I, I transition from them into my uh, all kinds of pet peeves, things like things that have jumped the shark, you know, you know, my best burger, you know, my, uh, I didn't do pizza this year. I didn't have a best pizza, but I have favorite crab cake, everything from burgers to crab cakes and uh, best steaks. And, Martha and, fucking Stewart. Well, yeah, that Mar- is a Martha, great headline. Well, well, it's, that was mine. <laughs> That's my list of we're so over it. And let's just, uh, so uh, amidst all of my recommendations of my favorite things like, uh, you know, my favorite watering hole, steak of the year, et cetera, I have we're so over it. And here's a quick list. 
Number one, you'll be familiar with on this show, caviar. Number two. Disagree. QR codes. Uh, Number three, orange wine. Number four, natural wine. Uh, Number five, any beer that it (laughs) takes more than two words to describe. You know, I I am so, this, well, it's, it's a cardamom peanut butter rosemary pilsner stout okay with I mean, a hint uh, of peanut butter yeah with yes and it's like the, the the beer the beer menus in these local craft brew houses are, are absurd and then crone everything from celebrity chefs to cronuts to the pizza fetishization. how do you say fetishization yeah i can't see fetishization try to say doing that after in three whiskey sours what about in a brogue a scottish brogue in a brogue <laughs> Smoked, smoked cocktails, smoked anything but smoked meat, tweezer food, vegan butchers, Japanese fucking beef. Enough with the fucking, <laughs> we have, Wagyu Japanese beef was kind of a cool thing about 10 years ago, but now every goddamn, I swear to God, you know, Outback Steakhouse must feature Japanese beef now. So it's not so special. So for, enough with the Japanese beef and enough with Martha fucking Stewart. It's time to retire, Martha. So that's that's uh, go to eatinglv.com for my major awards of 2022. Oh, and come back to listen to Eat Talk Repeat next because I'm going to read this and I'm going to have some choice words. I'm yeah. sure we'll disagree. Yeah, on a few uh, well, I, I was going to plug it now and, and we, we can revisit this in, on our next show because I go through, you know, everything from my Japanese meal of the year to, uh, you know, as I say, steak, tacos, you name it, Chinese food. Watering hole. Watering hole of the year. Most expensive meal of the year was a $400 uh, red porgy at Milos. A $400 fish. First time I've ever spent 400 bucks. Favorite on... hot dog? It's not Rocky? Rocky's not your favorite hot dog? Well, he's my favorite Rocky, but, but I, I don't <laughs> eat Rocky. They, but I do eat the hot dogs at Windy City Beef and Dog. So, again, go to my website and you can see my major awards of 2022. All right, I will check that out and get back to you on what So I let's end. So in the, Pet peeves. Yeah, the, yeah. in the Christmas spirit, before we sign off with a Merry Christmas to everybody, let's go through our pet peeves of the Christmas season. And boy, do I have one that I want to unload with. But I'll go last. Oh, yes. Sam, go first. I'll vent my spleen you know, at my, the end. My pet peeve in restaurants is when they make you wait to be seated for the rest of your party to show up. Sir... We need you to wait over here, just stand here until all eight people in your party show up. And I'll tell you why that's upsetting to me, because I think it's bad for business. I think, I mean, I would be, I, in every situation where they tell me that, I would already have been seated ordering drinks, ordering a bottle of wine, Mm -hmm. and spending money. I would, the tab would be running, because you know me in a restaurant. I mean, I know how to, I know how to spend money. You're what the the Brits call a punter. You know what a punter is? No. A punter is, I thought it was a kind of an insult, but Marina, my, my buddy, said, no, a punter is, 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 is a player, is a, someone who throws down. You know, when they talk about the punters, they're talking about the guys and the gals who show up and spend. Okay, so you're definitely a punter in restaurants, Sam. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, you do. don't do too poorly for yourself. Well, I do, yeah. I mean, I, I, $400 porgy. Yeah, yeah. 400 <laughs> Red porgy. Yeah, red porgy, yeah. Communist son they, of a you know, bitch. You know, they they, they used <laughs> they used to they used to pay me at KNPR uh for about fifteen years and uh it, it was a stipend really and they used to say, Well, we hope this helps with your meals uh, around town. I went, It doesn't help with the tips I leave around town. Okay. You know, you know, five hundred bucks a month does not go far in my world. Okay. Uh 
But yeah, uh, I, it's 100% about that. Because yeah, we're, you know, where's the rest? I don't understand why they do it. Someone explained to me why, if you're obviously, you're not trying to take advantage, you show up, you're dressed right, you're there, you've made the reservation for four or six people or three people, and you're, may I get the table? Not until the rest of your, and your party shows up, always some little, little scantily dressed bimbo. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, <laughs> And I'm like, why? You know, I'm ready. I'm ready to spend, babe. But no. So what? Tell me. Explain to me. My theory why? is why. If it's a matter of two people showing up or four people, that's a different table. So if you sit, come, if you show up and you are waiting for a reservation of four people, and you're like, can I get seated? And they have doubts that the other people are showing up. They're going to give a four top away to one or two people when they could have put you at a two top. So that's the only, but, uh, that I've, makes but, sense. Okay. but I've done that where I've had three people and one person was on their way and I, and they said, well, uh, we need you to wait for the fourth person. I go, it makes no difference. You don't have a three top anywhere. Right. Leave yeah. it to Ashley to be logical. I yeah, mean, yeah, it, yeah, because, yeah. but and she's absolutely, and, and yeah. Parsing all the possible. But she's oh, absolutely right. that noise. It's uh, absolutely right. She's <laughs> She's yeah, absolutely you're right. right. So that's that's sense. my only lot. But sometimes you're right. It's not. It's a bimbo up front that is told make sure everyone is here before we seat them, and they aren't able to work through all of those different right like uh, options of well. It's another and another thing too. You're going to get too technical. It's one thing if you show up and say I'd like a table for six. You have reservations yeah. or no? But I'm here and my wife is here and the other four will be up. Well, okay, sir, we're going to, we do have a table for six, but when you're party, because we're not yeah. going to give it to you yeah. for two people. It's another thing when you book a table for six in advance, and let's say a couple shows up and the other two couples are running a little late and they go, we can't seek you, sir. And they're like, really? I mean, come on. Again, like Sam, we're, we're, we're here. Two of us are there. Hand me the wine list. Start the cocktails. By the way, you're ordering appetizers. Actually, you'll help. Uh, in my opinion, is you'll help clear the table earlier, right? Because if a, if a few people get there and the rest arrive and there's food already on the table, just the meal's eating. moving. Yeah, move. Yeah, I, I bet if we had a, a restaurant owner here right now, I would say, uh, especially on the strip, it might be different. A local restaurant versus strip. The the strip. Uh, some restaurant manager from the strip. We got to get my friend Louie, who used to manage a, a place in the Palazzo. I bet there's a lot of abuse though of sometimes of people. Why well, I, I don't think it. I know it. There is abuse. People you know book tables and don't show up and things like that. So yeah, I bet they they do get shell shocked from the people who. Yeah, uh, my buddy's here. Table for eight. Okay, I booked it. Well, oh, they got we, drunk and went yeah, back to the room. There's two guys we can't find. I don't know where the other guy is. He says he'll be here in an hour. Yeah, I, I get that. And okay. then they just get up and leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I've, yeah. Oh, oh, even worse. So, good one. Okay, your pet peeve. I've got two. The first one's little. It's when you go to a restaurant that's exotic or somewhat like I think of Forte, which is doing food that I don't encounter on an everyday basis. And they just tell you the traditional name of a dish and they don't fully describe it or give me any real idea. Forte does not do this. Forte really does tell you what is in the dish, gives you an idea of what makes it up. Where some places they just give you the plain name and I have to sit there and I'm Googling when I try to not have my phone out. Yeah. But so that's my one minor pet peeve. Don't encounter it too much. The other one is kind of piggybacking off Sam where you go to a restaurant without a reservation. You want to get in and get out. 
and there's a ton of tables and some waiter or host is saying, sorry, if you don't have a reservation, you'll have to wait. And you're like, I will literally be out of that uh, table yeah. before anyone sits down. This is the problem, I think, with uh, – and we encountered this in London, actually. We got to a place without a reservation, and it was an in-demand place that Marina had told me about. And we got there, and we said, we don't have a reservation. We sweetly asked. And they, they basically looked at us and said, because there were empty tables, can you come in – it was just two of us – eat and leave, like, by 7.15? Yes. And we were like – no fucking problems. And we were there. They sat us down. The service was on us. The meal was great. And we were happy to be out of there in like an hour and 15 minutes. So, yeah. But, but again, this is the difference between when you have owners or managers on duty versus leaving it to. And I, I she used the word bimbo, so I can use it again because you know, there are bimbos in the front. And himbos, too. Yeah. You know, the, the, oh, I didn't think these, it was a gender specific. Yeah, bimbos the, the, can be guys. Yeah, exactly. But just some... Young, good-looking person with half a brain yep. who's been given orders to do something. And, you know, no, we're not talking about you, Sam. <laughs> not oh, young. something about good-looking? Not, not young. No, he just heard good-looking. Uh, and he heard, young. He heard young and good-looking. I self-identified. Yeah, yeah, okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, anyway, gird your loins, folks. Strap in. Uh, here is my Grinch Who Stole Christmas pet peeve. And, boy, it's a big one. And I hate to... I've been using I, the F word a lot today. So I'll, I'll say. I'll say... For, what do they say? Fackin. They say fecken over there. They actually use the fecking isn't way of, of uh, is, is sort of the way they use the F word. Okay. Well, this is a fecking complaint I have. Christmas fecking cookies. <laughs> I can't stand them. Are those different from them. Christmas cookies? Uh, fecking the Christ- cookies. Christmas fecking. They are universally terrible. I've never had a here's my Christmas cookie I baked five days ago on Sunday and here's Wednesday <laughs> or Thursday now eat them they're still they have peppermint canes in them they're made with <laughs> mint I use chocolate and mint and then I put Santa sprinkles on each one they're always goddamn terrible I don't care whether it's your neighbor your sister your wife your mother Christmas cookies are terrible and the offices are full of them this time of year and they're always lousy look in in just just calm me down. Because, you know, there should only be like four kinds of cookies in the world. And they're not Christmas. They should be chocolate chip, peanut butter, snickerdoodles, and sugar. And maybe, maybe oatmeal, but without feckin' raisins. Okay? <laughs> All right? Those are the only kind of cookies that should, should ever be made. Christmas cookies are awful. Everybody knows it. Nobody eats them. Leave your feckin' Christmas cookies on the sh- Counter at your house and let them grow stale there. Don't foist them on me. Christmas cookies need to die a quick death. End of rant. <sighs> that was good. I need a cigarette. That was good. <laughs> I've got nothing. I, I don't either. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> but I second it. I retweet that. Christmas fucking cookies. And may you all choke on your fucking Christmas cookies. Merry Christmas to everybody. (laughs) I'm not as mean a guy as I sound. Okay. (laughs) Eat, talk, repeat. (laughs) That was good.